What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com. The Hype, episode 258. Football is in full swing. We got some stuff going on the pipeline. And football is about to be in full swing as well. We got the World Cup around the corner. We got some new products coming out for soccer. Soccer should be on fire coming up. We've got our NFL weekly segment again, where I was right about Justin Jefferson. I'm right two weeks in a row, maybe three weeks in a row now. So we're going to see if I can get one wrong this week. Uh, but lots to look over. Kenny Pickett, Bailey Zappi. What are these guys going to do? So we're going to have that segment coming up in the show. Uh, Jason Dominguez has a big card. Shine's involved. If you know Shine is on Instagram, he's like the best cards in the hobby, selling some of the best cards. So we're going to talk about that. Made ESPN front page. Could not believe it. Saw it. I was like, holy crap. There's a card on the front page of ESPN. But uh, So we'll dive into that a little bit uh, later in the show on during this week in the hobby. C-Rad, your Raiders won. You got the hat on. It's a good weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, Ray, you know, it was a good game. I loved it. Um, we're gonna turn it around and probably go perfect the rest of the season. So, well, you got the Chiefs Monday nights. Oh yeah, that's, that's the easy one. Patty the Batty. We we got through the hard one against the Broncos, who were the leaders in the AFC West. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I get it. Patty Patty looked pretty good Sunday night against the Buccaneers. You know, old old Brady over there is going through a lot of issues himself. You mm-hmm. know, outside of football, that you know must be tough on him. You know, so Patty caught him lacking and and and. This Monday, he's going to see Derek Carr throw for four or 500 yards like they did the last time they played in the regular season. Yeah, and, and pr- improving my case for Russell Wilson not being a Hall of Famer, by the way, uh, was last week's game. But back to the Brady stuff, Cody. Did you see that Zach Wilson tweet? Was that real or did somebody uh, mean that? That can't be real. Dude. No, that was not real. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of, lot of bad off the, uh, off the field issues for Brady. Kind of suspected it week one, week two, when it just was like, Look, the Bucks are winning, but like they don't look. There's a there's no life at all on this team. They're the most lifeless looking team, and uh, a little bit last the other you know on Sunday night I should say, but just because out of desperation, um, yeah, not 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 good looking right now. Right now for the uh, you, you know it's 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 like Brady broke the one rule the he broke the Patriots rule of. You leave one year too early, not one mm-hmm. year too late. Mm-hmm. He brought somewhere. Bill Belichick is saying, "What did I teach you for twenty years? You yeah. leave one year early, not one year late." Uh, obviously, other stuff going on, so who knows? Well, but. I'm sure old Bill would rather have like a ten percent Tom Brady right now. You know, like yeah, a, that'd be nice. Right now, I mean, he take yeah, one. he would take this version of Tom Brady on this year's Patriots. Uh, yeah, in hundred percent. And we got Dan, Dan over there, and uh, it's a tough week over for. Dan, uh, Dan, how's it how's it like supporting the Rams? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm now a Niner fan. Sorry that I've talked all this mess about the Niners, but you know what? I just realized that they're just a better team, and you know, five Super Bowls better than two, and you know, I could support my local team, and I've I, I became a Niner fan now. It's the only team I don't like that's not in the Bay Area, and. I really love Debo Samuel. I hate that scrub, Jalen Ramsey. And uh, just the better team won. The better franchise won. Yeah. You know, and I deserve to have a churro thrown at my head. You know, because I was an unruly fan in the home stadium of the 49ers. And, you know, you know, I just, I just, I got to give it up. I got to give it up to the better team. And uh, Stanford, yeah, go. And, uh. I will be supporting the red and gold now in the quest for six. Welcome. 
That does not sound like you, Dan. What? Like, it, it who, sounds, it sounds, whose house is this? Sounds a little under the weather today. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what it is. Just maybe he's taking some NyQuil or something. Or DayQuil. I mean, NyQuil during the day. That could do it to you, you know? Whose house? Rams house. Clearly the Niners house now. So, hey, you know what? Welcome in. There's plenty of room on this big bandwagon, this big 49ers bandwagon with the saloon font and everything. Welcome to Niner country. I mean, I knew he would come to his senses at one point. So, but, you know, I just, uh, I had to come to my senses and, and realize that, you know, I'm a blowhard and there's plenty of room for blowhard on the Niners franchise. And uh, go no, Kyle no. Shanahan. He's the daddy of McVay. He's the daddy of Aaron Donald. 7-0 and in the last seven appearances in the regular season. Got to give it up to my guys. The Niners. I mean, we knew it all along that uh, Sean McVay was secretly a, a Niner op, you know, for his dad being part such a huge part of the Niners' history. Uh, you know, the McVay family, the red and gold runs deep in their DNA. So it's 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 just it was bound to happen, Dan. It's all good. Yeah, and I've decided for my bet that I'm going to wear a G-string on the next show and show it off to everybody. Eh. It's going to be a Niner one. You know, that's okay. You don't need and to do, do the hot chip challenge and put clown makeup on. I just, you know, the bet was never decided, and I just decided that, you know, this is how I get out of my well, Ram fandom. I guess whatever whatever makes you happy, I guess, in the long run, whatever, whatever gets you. Yeah. I will say the Rams still got the important one over the Niners in the playoffs. We don't remember that one anyway. It didn't, didn't happen. What I think they're reviewing about? it. It's Spygate, <laughs> but number I, two. I know during the regular season, yeah, that's a uh, the. You know what? You know what? I never get tired of. Even though I hit the Niners too, those memes, the coach memes of uh, McVay and Shanahan. Oh yeah, those they get better every year. <laughs> let's see, right? By the way, let's talk about who you placed the bet on Monday night because I saw you cashing out a ticket the next. Oh day. yeah, yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I will say this: my hatred for a team has no bounds when it comes to. Picking the right side. And you know what's funny? I went up to the table to cash my ticket on the way home um, yesterday before I came back. The lady at the window was like, you are the literally the only person that bet the Niners. Everybody was betting the Rams. I was like, yeah. That's what it happens. And you've seen that whole screen of all, you know. And I even doubt it. I actually bet the Niners to win the first half. <laughs> Just the first half. I was like. Just the first half. I was like, wow, confidence there, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I had no confidence. <laughs> no confidence in it. I took the whole, the, whole, the whole game bet, by the way. But if we would have had Hufunga last year instead of Tart. Things should change. Might have happened. Yeah. Might Tell I know who Fungo was injured or he just got drafted this year? He was more of a special teams player last oh. year. He was a rookie last year. Okay. So he was just kind of the backup and had that big play in Green Bay was the reason the block punt <clears> touchdown. <throat> yep. <clears throat> um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of comparisons to Troy Polamalu. Mentored by Troy Polamalu. Went to USC. So. Oh, I don't think I realized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, obviously he has the, the kind of uh, look of, uh, of Mr. Polamalu as well. Here. So. Yeah, and shoulders, Paul. baby. What's that? Head and shoulders. That's right. I mean, they're going to probably hit him up soon, right? Get yeah. back in the uh, it, it's right in itself. So let's get into this week in the hobby, guys. Um, the industry summit just happened over in Las Vegas, is why we were there. And um, really wasn't anything big coming out of the industry summit. Over the last couple of years, it really hasn't been. I think everybody thought the Panini news was going to happen. There was nobody on the list for Panini to be there. They wound up be they wound up showing up. They weren't on the list. There was no Panini presentation. So you know the the whole rumors were kind of swirling around that uh, the announcement was going to be made and it didn't. So uh, Fanatics is kind of like, and Fanatics has had a great presentation, but we we all I think that was when the room was packed was on uh, Monday morning, Fanatics panel at ten thirty. Oh yeah, and we sit there and we all got duped. 
It's like BBCE was in the room. We all got duped because it was just a, talking about Fanatics Authentics, which was a great presentation. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I think we were all there. He had popcorn in hand, you know, waiting for it to happen. And they didn't. They just talked about their, uh, their memorabilia program. I mean, I kind of had insider information once I seen who was sitting on the stage. It was our sales rep for the authentic side. So I'm like, we're going to be talking about authentic memorabilia. <laughs> so, which actually kind of gets lost in what the whole Fanatics does. is like, you know, you can see Leaf jerseys. And you can see these other jerseys. Like, this stuff is legit. It is. 100%. And they talked about all the game-use jerseys. They, I think they just acquired some of the Aaron Judge gloves, um, you know, from some of these home runs. Uh, they are really actively getting more game-use stuff, more unique memorabilia pieces. And it was, a, it was a great presentation there. But as far as any kind of, you know, rumors or gossip of anything happening, it did not happen. Um, I would have just assumed that maybe come first of the year, it's something that's revisited and maybe the news comes out then. I know there's been some uh, images floating around of some blog posts that are Panini products, but they're on Fanatics blogs. I've seen that. So maybe it's just some, 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 some development stuff that's going on. So, But, you know, I think when businesses are bought, you know, you probably want to start off on a Q1 rather than an end of the year Q4. Plus, you guys have been in this industry or, you know, been buying cards for a long period of time. We all know that December is like there's like 78, 79 products coming out now. There's like yep. one for each yep. day. Yep. So they probably, you know, like clean off the books, get some time, and we'll see what happens uh, around January, I'm, I'm thinking. And I think, you know, we, we kind of talked about it before <clears throat> we went on, but I think there's like, for lack of a better term, there's almost like blood in the water a little bit where everyone went there thinking, okay, here comes the big reveal. We all kind of know what's about to happen. We all can sense it. We all can feel it. So I think in a way, like, it's in their best interest to be like, you know what? If we announce this, then there's just going to be, we're just going to be hounded with questions. We're going to, it's it's just going to be stress and that maybe we need to, uh, we hold all of the chips here where we can uh, do, we can play it out exactly how we want to do it and, and, and let it go that way rather than kind of drop a bomb there at that industry conference where everybody is waiting for it. Everybody's going to be asking questions. People might be worried, like, what's the future? What's my future? What's going to happen? And maybe, you know, let it play out outside of that. So right. it's so it's less, it, it feels less chaotic, I and, guess. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I actually thought they were going to do that so they could get in front of it, but maybe you're right. Maybe, like, the overwhelming amount of questions or am I going to get product? How does this change my product perspective now? Maybe it's not something they wanted to be in person doing and um, you know, I think a lot of those, the people that are on the card side really, really weren't at the actual summit. So, it, you know, it was more of a, let, you know, let's talk about our authentics and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Tops has its own conference. So that's why you didn't really see any Tops news coming out of there. It's typically been a Panini, Beckett, Onyx kind of leaf kind of industry summit. And uh, there was no Panini this year. So there really wasn't a lot of good things I mean, newsworthy things. There was a lot of good things uh, for shops, you know, learning stuff on how to like you know not get burglarized you know there was there was uh presentations on that um there was a really good presentation with james beckett and um adam martin from dave and adams and rob varis of burbank they're talking about uh you know decades of influence that was a good one and it was more stuff like that so it was kind of cool uh to see that stuff but nothing really newsworthy world cup that's newsworthy we got uh, Mosaic World Cup, Road to the World Cup, that dropped today. And I think this is the calm before the storm. We've got World Cup coming up in about what, like 
90 days, a little bit less? Is it November? Maybe less than that. Maybe less like than that. 40, 50 days? Yeah, it starts in November, I believe, right before. I want to say right before or after Thanksgiving. I'll have to double check that. And we, I think this is going to be one for the ages for, for the card market. For one, you've got the last time we had it was in 18, and that was kind of just the pick pickup of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a lot of guys that this is probably their last World Cup. Ronaldo, he's like 38. He's probably not going to be playing when he's 42. You got Messi, same deal. You've got uh, you know Gareth Bale. You've got these guys. Uh, I mean, Neymar's probably going to play another one, but it's a big, a lot of talent. Kylian Mbappe. I mean, it's not going to be his last one, but you know he's he's playing in it. He's he you know his his name's huge in the hobby. Uh, you've got a lot of guys in uh, on Japan that have uh, really made a name for themselves. Uh, uh, South Korea has a few big names that are in this hobby as well. You got Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, as well, and uh, I'm probably showing my lack of soccer knowledge, but I'm knee deep in and getting ready for this World Cup because it's n- unlike anything. It's like I went to the Mexico Colombia game and it was insane. So uh, I look forward to the World Cup every year, and I think you're going to see a lot of bump in some of these products and some of these players' cards depending on how their performance is. If they move to the round of 16, you know, go even farther. You know, you got the Golden Boot winner. Uh, so it's going to be nuts. So and uh, mosaic is that the proper way to kind of kick it off? I think so. I, I got prism. I kind of <clears throat> think I kind of feel like at this point um, for any of the sports actually, I almost wa- I almost want to see mosaic first. So like I think for soccer wise, this is going to be perfect. Um, like I said, for baseball, basketball, and football, I would prefer these would come out before like the selects and prisms and optics because I feel like those hold a little bit higher standard. Um, but yeah, this should be a fun product. Like you said, there's going to be a good mix of like guys that are probably going to be in their last World Cup and a lot of young new guys that are going to be there for you know, a long time. So, yep, it's the best time if you're a soccer collector. It is the best time to uh, finally like those guys you maybe have been collecting for years for time for it to pay off because like like there's so many eyes on. And obviously not even soccer, but just the soccer collector community and the cards that, you know, it's pretty much the best time. Yeah, and I would look at these other releases because that's one thing about soccer. If you don't collect soccer, there's <coughs> a, a bunch of different sets. There's, you know, Tops has got Bundesliga, um, and there's a lot of crossover because these guys play in different leagues. So, or like Hungman So, he's, his heart cards have been really hot, like Obsidian and some of the other sets. And he's playing for Korea. And probably the biggest name on Korea. So it's like maybe you could find him kind of cheap now in one of these sets. Has a big game. Soccer's an international market. It's huge. A lot of eyeballs on it. I mean, Ronaldo has how many Instagram followers in comparison to Kim Kardashian? About, uh, it's I insane. think his, uh, what, he's at 300, 400 million overall? Uh, yeah, this is where you have to like... Kim Kardashian has like, what, 16 million? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I will say this as well. Like we only get to experience the World Cup what, every four years, yeah. right? So as a uh, as far as the hobby goes, we've seen it every single time be a really big deal. But this is the first World Cup coming off of the like, our hottest period in the hobby, right? I know, understand like the hobby as a whole right now is is down some, but like I said, this is actually the first World Cup that we're getting after this explosion that we've had in the hobby because we didn't get that like the the last world cup happened right before all of this kicked off right so yeah i mean look at 14 prism world cup it's insane the boxes are insane the singles are insane so we're gonna have a prism this year we're gonna have national treasures they haven't announced flawless i don't think but i'm sure that's coming you may get some eminence you know and hopefully this stuff starts to kind of come out around the world cup not after though sometimes we have it after but uh, i think you're just gonna you're gonna, it's gonna be a huge kind of you got basketball starting around the same time too so i think you're gonna see 
Maybe not where we were, but I think we're going to have a, a bump in the hobby with I this. I think November and December is going to be very similar to what we've. Uh, it's going to be a very hot period because we're going to get a bunch. Like you said, the end of the year, December, is already going to be insane because they're trying to drop as many products as they can. Mm-hmm. But on top of the basketball starting up, the World Cup being the exact same time as basketball starting, um, and we're going to get all these products that people are really, uh, actually looking forward to. It's going to be a crazy last couple months to end the year. And one thing to mention too is the, actually the crazy release calendar for baseball in December. Yeah, you've got Bowman's Best, you <laughs> got Bowman, you got Bowman Draft, you got Triple <laughs> Threads, you've got Dynasty, you've everything. got literally everything coming out in December and a lot of staple releases. So keep your eye on some of these, which products. is not normal for December for baseball. No, normally no. in December we're only getting literally Bowman Draft. Yep, yep. That's the only thing to look forward to. Maybe really Bowman's December. Best sometimes. Bowman's Best usually comes out like either the end of the year or like yeah. right bit right that first week of the of the next year. Um, but I'm 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 very curious if especially if you're a soccer collector, um, or you're on the cusp of like thinking about collecting soccer, this is pro- this is going to be the best time to get into it um, because it's just after after it's done like you you again we don't we're not going to have another World Cup for four years right so right yeah and and you I'm already seeing like boxes selling on the, the website so uh, they're already starting to trend up. You know, and there's a lot of releases out there. One thing about the soccer market, I think they got oversaturated was because we were, you know, soccer was hot when there was four releases a year. I mean, I think now we have like 75 releases a year. So there's a lot of sets that kind of get overlooked that may have like a, a Jude Bellingham rookie that maybe is kind of went down a little bit where you can get him. He's playing on England, right? So that's that's a, a guy to kind of look out for. Jude Bellingham, recently a rookie, and uh, pick up some of his cards and see what happens. Yeah, um, there's also and, and also just looking at the calendar, the fact that November second right now is the uh, uh, the announced release date as of right now for Prism World Cup soccer. Yeah. I mean that could not be better timing. I do wonder like how obviously there will be a, a soccer dip after the World Cup just because the you know it's the, the interest even around the world peaks right at that time. But how? What is like the best case scenario for it in the hobby to maintain its relevance, or at least maintain more relevance than it usually has? Is it really kind of like depends on, like it has to be like like France wins and Mbappe has a huge tournament, something like that, right? Yeah, and I think you know it's maybe all the people's. Uh, you know, breakers and whoever's selling this product to really reach out and bring in, you know, collectors of soccer. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of diehards out there that don't collect cards that don't understand it. Uh, yep. Maybe haven't had been privy to it. You know, I know for smaller breakers, it's hard to ship international and it does cost a lot. But if you price that into your breaks and stuff and, and, and do soccer and figure out a way to break it and get these names in the hobby that could carry it, you know, a little bit further. But, yes, obviously player performance, Kylian Mbappe. You know, I think is it better to – maybe this is a discussion we can have. Is it better for the younger guys to have a bigger success? Because getting a Ronaldo rookie or getting a Messi rookie is almost unobtainable. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would think so. Uh, that just – it would be gr- a great story for especially like Messi, who has really never had much international success. Ronaldo, I mean, the Euro, the Portugal won the Euro. I know he got – I think he got hurt in that tournament, though, but uh, about midway through. Uh, but – yeah, that would be a great story there, but yeah, they're they're gonna need like these younger these younger dudes to really succeed. And I also do wonder like because I think always the allure 
in the hobby for soccer, it's like, well, it's the biggest sport in the world. Like, it's there's secondary. If you're talking about selling cars on a secondary market, you're not just limited to USA, Canada. You're like, you're talking Europe, Asia, and Africa, everywhere. They all want those cards. Um, but there is still, it feels like internationally, like the stickers still feel like they're king. So, uh, yeah, I do wonder, like, where, uh, in terms of the hobby, I in a way, it almost feels like the best thing to have it would be a deep run for the USA because I think for a lot of these cards, a big, uh, I think a lot of the consumers are uh, are North American based. Well, yeah, then it would be Pulisic, right? Um, yeah, I mean, and they're in the group with England, um, Wales, and uh, Iran. So I mean, they should make they, it they out could of the they could squeak round. it out with England. I mean, Wales is going to be a tough opponent with with Gareth Gareth Bale's on the team too. Uh, but there's like, you know, you, you look at these groups and that's what I did is kind of plan out like, okay, who's going to make it into 16? Who's going to make it, you know, who's going, and I'm actually kind of curious to see if there's any odds. Is there an odds on favorite? There's got to be. There's oh, got to be, right? There's already got to be some bets. So I'm curious absolutely. to see who's going to be the favorite, but you got like <laughs> young players like, uh, Joshua Kimmich from Germany, um, and another thing to look at when you're looking at some of these players is like what club team they play for, right? So if they're like playing for PSG, a if they're team, playing, you know, a big club, team. they're playing for a big club team. And, and you look at some of these teams, like, uh, and the reason they're there is because it's in Qatar. But you, know, you look at their roster; they have no club level players, right? So you kind of say they're probably going to be out in the first round. Uh, they're in the Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador group, so they, I mean, they may be able to squeak in there. But obviously, Netherlands Go is Ecuador. probably going through. Yeah, go Ecuador. Um, they don't have a big, really big name either. They have uh, Jeremy uh, Sarmiento. Um, but, you know, England's got Harry Kane. It's probably going to be his last World Cup. you got Mason Mount, Jude Bellingham. You've got um, Leo Messi, Group C, that's going to be with Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. Mexico's going to have a hard-fought battle getting through Poland and Argentina, so that's going to be tough. Uh, France is in a division with Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. So uh, France will probably move on, I would say. Um, but, you know, soccer, soccer. So... And World Cup, yeah, it's always tough with, with these international tournaments where it's just where one, two loss, and then you're out of it, or one loss, you're out of it. By the way, the favorites, Brazil is the favorite at plus 400. Wow. France at plus 600. England at plus 700, as well as Argentina. And Spain at plus 800. Uh, those five are your your, your favorites with uh, Germany, Portugal, Netherlands, uh, just behind them. And uh, just just because uh, we're, we're an American show, so we got to say where the U.S. of A is, plus 10,000 for the United States, uh, right? So you're just, saying there's a chance. Just a little bit under Serbia at plus 8,000 and just above Poland at plus 12,500. So you can kind of take those odds and start looking at some players. And, and I mentioned Joshua Kimmich from Germany. That might be a guy It's not going to be quite as expensive as Ronaldo, not as expensive as Messi, and, and might be a guy that, that you might want to collect and see how he does. And, uh, you know, I mean, those those first four or five teams got to make it to the second round. I mean, it's it would take a disaster. It would be a huge, huge upset if any of those teams were out. So I wanted to get uh, C-Rad. Did you see the – we're switching sports before we get into the Shine, Jason Dominguez, ESPN article. Did you see footage on Zion yesterday? I did not see the Zion footage, no. I have not. Well, have you, have you at least seen how he looks? I've seen, right. the, I seen the, the, um, the, the interviews, right, that they did, the, the team interviews and stuff, over, like last week, over the last week, with all the teams and stuff before the preseason started. So I've seen, I've seen him – I've seen the upper body – the upper body looked <laughs> like he looked pretty yak. So. He, it's his 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 mid area looks smallest I've ever seen it. Easily the best shape he has ever shown up preseason for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. But who do the Pelicans have? They have a Ingram. good team. 
CJ McCollum. Uh, oh, that's right. They got McCollum last year. They got year. the the young guys from last year, Herbert Jones and Trey Murphy, that were coming on strong towards the end of the year. Um, I think they got Jonas as their yes. center, Jonas Valachunas. Um, I mean, and they gave the Suns a run for their money last year. I know the Suns. Well, look, I mean, yeah, the Suns lost to the, the Mavs. I, I, oh no, I know, I know yeah. the Suns did not look good last year. But the the fact of the matter is, but the the fact that the Pelicans that, that took them to the, you know yeah. took them pretty far like that 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 shows that the Pelicans are a nice young team, and without Zion. And you guys know on this show, yep. I'm a big Zion fan. I've always liked Zion. And, and, and you know what? People haven't – Zion is the – in terms of the card market, it's the most interesting thing. I mean, there is haters, but his price has kind of been a lot higher than anybody that's they, ever they've played that few games. Like everybody else, but they've kind of maintained at a level you wouldn't think of somebody oh, that, I was, that hasn't really played. I was trying to bid on like – like impeccable RPAs. They're like nine, ten grand still. I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy that you're. I mean, you're taking a chance on. So you know, we said this on the show before. It's like the hobby lore of them kind of still maintains. Yeah. The, if you have so much hype and you have so many people investing in you, yep. It just it still kind of maintains that price level. And then some people even double down, right? They're yep. like, oh, I bought an RPA for this price. They're cost averaging now. They're they buying cost them average it down, right? Yep. So I mean, realistically. And we're not going to do a huge NBA segment here, but re- realistically, where do you think the Pelicans can finish in the West? Um, with Zion 100% healthy, they're going to be in that, I want to say they're going to be in that five to six range what do you in think? the West. Wow, five to six. I, yeah. think, I think they're in that uh, easily a play-in team. Uh, I think that's no question. It's not, it's not hard to get into the playoffs games anymore. It's not. It's not. I mean, they were last year, so uh, easily in that. I, I would say in the higher range of that, I think they're in the six to eight range right now. Six to eight seed. Okay, that might be fair. And I know you guys mentioned Brandon Ingram, but my concerns with him and Zion is that Brandon Ingram is like a hero ball player. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I maybe I haven't watched a whole lot of Pelicans games, and correct me if I'm wrong. He definitely improved, and he's been improving. M- but improved. I, I see a lot of like post up. I'm not going to pass it. I'm going to take it in myself. <clears throat> you um, and you I- need to feed Zion, right? You need to get Zion, and maybe they figure out a way to. Brandon Ingram takes the the two defenders, they, and then Zion's open. I don't know. I know you they were ex- call him. You can kick it out too. I know they were experimenting before the last time Zion got went down. They were experimenting with uh, him playing the point, like point forward. Which is kind of interesting, right? Like have him bring up the ball, um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Ingram does like he he is an ISO player, um, but he's somebody like I like like you said, much improved. And he's somebody like if you think about it now, like all those guys that the Lakers gave up, the Lakers could really use a guy like Brandon Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> not not to crap on the Lakers again, but <laughs> yeah, Tiger's a really good player. I mean, after he left the Lakers and he went to the Pelicans, Tiger, you know, he's he's really good. Um, <laughs> I, I heard D'Angelo Russell's back on the block, so you know, you can always get him again. <laughs> they could get one more chance with D'Lo, the yeah. T-Wolves. I mean, the Lakers. And yeah. uh, I mean, and the addition of McCollum is actually pretty good because that guy's, you know, he's got his own podcast. Yeah. He's well respected. He's kind of everything they needed, frankly. Like a leader that in that yeah. room. Yeah. So I'll we'll say the, the only thing that, that they're really, really missing is that true, true point guard. But like I said, if they ex- experiment more with Zion bringing up the ball, maybe, maybe that's something there. Because mm-hmm. he, he didn't. He if those games where he was starting, like not starting as a point guard, but like he was the point guard essentially. His numbers were exceptionally good, like for for like somebody you wouldn't think because he doesn't normally play point guard, right? Like he was actually getting a decent amount of assists. Um, so, well, what will he have to achieve? Is it okay if he just makes the playoff? That's good. 
Or do you think there's another level for the card to go I up think, even higher? I think he just needs to stay healthy I because we see what he does when he's healthy. He's, yeah. he's, if he's healthy for a full season, at the end of the year, uh, this might be a, one of the hottest takes I've had on the show. But if he's healthy for an entire year and he does what he's supposed to do and what we've seen him do, he's easily top 10, if not top 5, 6 in the NBA. That might be a little crazy. No, but no that's not a hot take. I, I actually thought you were going to say he could be MVP, so you, 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 you exceeded my expectations of what you're going to say. <laughs> so, um, no, I think that that's easily doable, but I mean, how many times can we just see a crazy dunk and be like, oh, I mean, like, at what point does that wear off? Um, for, for somebody like Zion, it always looks so incredible for his size and like just how much strength he goes to the to the basket with it it always it's always amazing me it's always like asking the same question a lot about threes but like we're always amazed when curry makes a three right yeah i'm never like never like when, when has that get ever gotten old so you know what we need from zion and it it won't happen because it they changed that with the shack era is to break the rim oh yeah to break the rim on like lebron or something like <laughs> yeah. just go up the Hell whole yeah. rim comes down they stop the game for a half an hour <laughs> we all go crazy and i yeah. mean it's got to be him because this this latest batch of like number one picks top or guys we're all chasing in the hobby i mean chet holmgren there's that new guy that everyone's going crazy about uh, uh, who's also even taller and skinnier than Zem, holmgren Zemba, Z- the, from france right I, 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 I wish i could tell he'll you be the, the first name, french player to go first over all, yeah, believe. and people are already. They're saying he's going first next year. Yeah, there's there was his his video went, uh, but he's some skinny like went viral. Yeah, even skinnier and even taller than Chet. Oh, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I probably not, got some. I, I wouldn't put money on that one, guys. And but like, like, that's it. Like these guys, those guys are not capable of breaking the glass. I, I'm, Zion's I'm, the last hope. Yeah, hey, I'm up opt- like. I yeah, hope who else could break the glass in the league? Maybe LeBron. I bet he's you know getting in his, his, prime, in his prime. Yeah, in his in his prime maybe. Um, who else can break the rim right now? Rudy Gobert. No, 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 no on, too dude. small. <laughs> too small. Rudy well, tall but not wide enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Somebody that dunks with strength, like honestly, Zion. Um, and I know the comments are going to kill us. There's probably way more guys that could. That I know well, dunk with that ferocity, it. but. I know it's like Larry Johnson oh, type, right? I know who, but he's a little too small. Kenny Lofton Jr. Oh yeah, there you That's go. That's my guy. Yeah, love yeah. him. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big guy. He's a big boy. What I was like it? Uh, big baby back in the day. Oh yeah, back in the day, big baby. I don't, he never dunked with ferocity though. For his Lofton, I could see him like he gets up there. I could see him really throwing it down. What about Jalen? What about Jalen Green? I think he's too small. Too small. Yeah, too small. Yeah. Too small. All right, well, we want to see the rim being broken yep. this year. Only okay. one that's going to do it is Zion. Yep. Yeah. Zion's the last hope. Well, what would be the best? Of, would it be LeBron to dunk on, to, to break the rim on? Oh, yeah. Who would be the best person to do that? You on? do that, and the, you make that into a card that is an instant, like the one of one of that card is a million dollar card. Yeah. Yeah. Or what if he did it on, like, Ben Simmons, like the guys that, like, a guy that, like, people <laughs> love to hate? Even better. No. Yeah, there's probably, like, a top five, right? It'd probably be LeBron, then Ben Simmons. In terms of, like, and, and I hate oh, to say like it, guys, probably probably Draymond. Guys, you love to hate Draymond, Kyrie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then I, I'm trying to think of a fifth. Simmons, Harden, Harden. Yeah, that's the five. Yeah, what you need almost it would be like the the John Morant. Let me like let me let me show you a little John Morant, but little Zion, and then break the rim. It's just some of those. I mean, Zach can dunk the ball too for being so small. Yes. like Jesus Christ. A best best dunker in the game right now. I think right now is Jaw. And sure. like. It's not even just like the the strength either. It's like how high he can get up, dude. 
I was watching the the top ten blunks of blunks <laughs> blocks of the season last year, <laughs> and there's one where he literally jumps up. You know those snatch blocks that like the big guys do. He did one of those, and he's like six two. He he jumped up there. He grabbed the whole ball. This guy was like either trying to. Who lay is this? This is John, John Moran. Moran. I remember oh that play. God. I remember that play. Holy yeah, he's insanely. He dude. plays a lot bigger than he looks. Uh, before you know, we were running long on this segment, I just want to play a game of hypothetical here. If you were investing in any of these guys in the card market, we're going to use uh, Zion. Zion or LaMelo? It's not even a question for me. It's Zion. Wow. It's easily Zion. Zion. Like, especially because last year, like, he, like, it, it took until, like, March or April of last year for him to be at the same level as John Morant after John Morant had a near MVP season. That's how much people believe in this guy. And I think when he's healthy, he is that Well, how guy. about how about Zion? Ver- I mean, this is the same rookie year, which is insane. You should buy up 1920 if you can find it at a good price. Probably not. But Zion versus Ja, who are you investing in? Is it the hype, the unforeseen? We haven't seen Zion that's going to... Push him past Jaw. That's t- that is a tough, very tough question. I love Jaw a lot, and he's already proven to us he's one of the most exciting young players in the NBA, and one of the best young players in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA in general already. Uh, but God, design. God, we just so... wiped away the injury history, didn't dude, we? Yeah, dude, we just, we just <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> no. We forgot about the. <laughs> the, the uh, we, we forgot about the the Gatorade commercial of how you, he had a little you know like, why? extra pounds. It, it's it's kind of like what you talked to about like the hype. You know the hype is really what it's all about because when he came in, when he came in, like he had the biggest hype out of any rookie in the last two decades, besides since LeBron. Since LeBron. Um. So. So then there's no. We can't even go into like Cade or any of that, right? It's there's no. not anybody Zion. I mean, what Zion, Luka, Luka, Zion, for, Zion. Luka, for you, Luca lovers. Luka, well, I'll, Zion? I'll say this with with Jaw versus Zion because I've been on Team Jaw for a while. If I could give Zion a magic elixir to make sure he never gets injured again, I'd probably go Zion. But because injuries are still a problem, and I've seen what we've seen with Jaw, I'm gonna go with Jaw. And even if they're both healthy for their whole careers, I, there's not that much separating them. I think Jaw is really, really good. Is it even close with Trey Young and Zion? It's not even close to any guys, right? Zion. Zion. Jeez, but Luca, uh, Trey's right? proven more from Lu- my book. I still Luca, I might lead, lead Trey and Luca I feel like because Lu- Luca's a big, bigger hobby unicorn. Trey is probably the most underrated out of all the guys we just mentioned. He just doesn't sell for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean he sells, but not probably what he should. Yeah, um, I, I'll say the thing about Zion and Lu- Luca is that um, they're still with um, how much Zion has gone down because of because of his injuries, and Luca has been able to play all these years and, and showcase himself, and finally make it out the first round. Uh, Luca's already super; he's already a lot more expensive than Zion. Yeah. So yeah. there's more there's more ceiling on the Zion's right uh, in terms of the the card market, where if you buy into Luca, it's like I know there I know that everything's down too. Luca's down as well, but his. You talking about Zion is still expensive. Luca's still very expensive yeah. to, to purchase. Well, let's pivot into a guy that has all the cards that we've talked about. He has about. both of those guys. One of them probably. <laughs> I believe he has some of the best Zion RPAs that are on the market. He has a bunch of good exquisite Jordan cards. We're talking about Shine made the front page of ESPN with his one of one Dominguez, which was a kind of a weird pivot by ESPN during this Aaron Judge talk. Was it? Cody, what do you think it was like? Oh, it's the next guy coming up. Like we've already moved past Aaron Judge. I think it was. I think it was more like, uh, in a way, sort of to to show people like because it does mention in the article that the Judge Superfractor sold for a hundred thousand less 
than the uh, Jason Dominguez superfractor. So I think it is almost a way to show people like, hey, while you're talking judge, you're talking, uh, you know, the NFL season, all these guys that you think should be selling like this. The sports card world is is, is it is it's its own little world outside of this, its own bubble outside of this. Um and I think part of it, too, was about speculation about the economy and, and the sports car market in general uh, as we're reaching this point of, like, isn't this wild that as we're re- approaching the big R word recession, po- probably, knock on wood, uh, that uh, that these, that this guy is spending half a million dollars on a guy who is not is not a guarantee so i think it's more just kind of like taking us behind the scenes of like while you're all enjoying this this guy is doing these guys and this guy is are are doing this and i would say it doesn't cast it in a big uh you know a big uh it doesn't cast everyone in the same light he's he is almost described as an outlier uh as making this huge investment and i think we all kind of thought that too because what this was bought in february or may march yeah so it always felt like it was an outlier to begin with and i think this kind of shows it but also takes us behind the scenes of like this is how crazy things have gotten in case you haven't noticed and uh what were some of the key points to take away from this pitbull article (laughs) (laughs) i mean shine that's mr worldwide right there that's that's a compliment that's That's right compliment uh to me just one uh a lot of ken golden mentions ken golden featured heavily in it um guys been in the news a little bit lately uh i'll just put it that way uh and that a lot of his cards are being sold on golden i didn't realize the one of one herbert that sold for 1.8 million was a shine card um look we've talked about shine a uh, quite a bit on this show and we've been like who is this man he's mysterious we now know his real name it's right there in print it's matt allen uh definitely not as memorable as shine cousin is cousin of josh allen cousin cousin of josh a l a n yes oh, yes, yes it is it is the other josh allen the jaguars look and uh he, he does say he doesn't go into his background as he says uh he's he got his money from previous private equity uh and his quote was i don't want to go into that just gonna throw that out there i'm not gonna make any rash accusations he's a really good roulette player really good it's it's more just taking you behind the scenes of this and going also into jason dominguez's season which was a good season but um also something that popped out at me later on was they talked about like this is kind of the next bryce harper in a way this is the only other guy that kind of compares for baseball fans a guy who's 16 when he got onto the scene was on the cover of sports illustrated and you know has had a tremendous career since and some f- insiders uh, that I don't think they were they, they quoted who uh, they didn't mention them by name uh, basically said Bryce Harper a disappointment in the hobby because he's not Mickey Mantle, period. He's having a pretty good career. He's having a great career, but that's always been the fear with Jason Dominguez, and that's always to me why it's this in- investing in guys like him this early for that much is just crazy to me. Because it's you literally have to have them be Mickey Mantle. You have to have them be heck, not even Mickey Mantle. If they were Mickey Mantle, we would be like disappointment. Five hundred twelve home runs, disappointment. You can't five hundred thousand. That's a, that's a disappointing career. Frankly, you can't like even throwing around the he has to be Mickey Mantle. No, he has to be Hank Aaron. He has to be Babe Ruth. He has to be literally a a, a 
someone we've never seen before. Hey, well, that seems like a pretty good deal compared to two million dollars for the seventh overall home run record. Right, exactly. <laughs> Sixty-two home runs, like you ain't even on the, you didn't make the top five. No, it's number seven. I mean, yeah, like, number seven overall for Aaron Judge. Congratulations. I mean, that's since, that's that's a lot. The two million. I mean, well, for one. He, the guy caught a two million. Like, oh, we're talking about the baseball. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, I'm baseball. saying five hundred thousand actually seems like a pretty good deal. Besides somebody paying two million dollars for the seventh place uh, home run leader, is it says seven? Might be eight. I don't know. Nine. Uh, seventh all time. Seventh, seventh all time, and he's locked into that. He did not play on the uh, season finale today, as we're recording this. Uh, Aaron Judge, sixty-two guy, uh, jumped to his. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I, all I could think about was that dude who. Uh, thought the best strategy was I'm just going to jump out of the stance and into this dark pit below no. and hope for the best and hope that the guy drops the ball and then it's mine. But you uh, know that that was pretty smart thinking because he's he seen the trajectory of the ball probably wasn't heading his I way. I mean smart if it's like a I don't Unless know. Unless he broke his leg. I don't know. Right. If it's, is it like a 10 foot drop? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you see not... the ball in the air and then this guy drops down into where the bullpen is. Immediately <laughs> without hesitation he sees the ball go in the air and goes wee. That had to be you know what but that had to been a, like. That was the plan. Uh, yeah I was going to say that was premeditated. Directly towards me. The plan is if it's if it's not directly towards me, but it's close to me, jump. Would have looked like the smartest man alive if it would have worked out, though, right? Sure. He, he went after his two million dollars, man. You got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, those two the medical bills will be nothing compared to those two million dollars. I mean, he kind of like you know put it all all on a roulette number, right? Yep. There's a one in thirty six chance of getting it, but you know maybe a little bit harder. Which, uh, by the way, kind of kind of uh, going back onto the shine stuff. Uh, did you happen to also see? I think he, they mentioned he had the one of one Herbert. That was one point eight million dollars. Um, the uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, I believe a one of one Joe Burrow last week sold for one point seven million dollars as well. It was so another shield. Yeah, Herbert sold more for Burrow. That's clear. Clear the air there. Herbert so sold obviously for a, a, wow. a king of twenty twenty. Same NT fla- yep. flame flawless. Yep. Same same NT RPA. Both one NT one, one one shield. Yep. Somebody paid more for Sherbert. Yes, by, which rightfully so. By yeah. a point <laughs> one. By point right. one. By what? One hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's a lot of money. Hundred thousand dollars. Obviously, there's a guy that's better than the other guy. So, right, Cody? <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> Go Bolts. Bolts up, baby. Let's see, um, let's see them get to the Super Bowl, at least, and then we can talk, I guess. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's always interesting just to see, like, how the like the the the, the sort of mainstream sports world uh, see perceives and and reacts to this sort of stuff because yeah when you kind of have to take a step back and you go well you paid half a million dollars for a guy who's for a teenager uh, a teenager's baseball card it sounds insane and it does especially if you're not in this hobby I mean right it's insane for people in the hobby yes um, but it's yeah it's it's pretty crazy one more thing on now I'm like locked into this whole two million dollar catch it's crazy what would happen if like he caught it and somebody hit it out of his glove and then somebody else got it. Right? There's all these hypotheticals. Well, we know that. Remember, this. remember Bonds' seventy third? The two guys had to go to court and they split the they split the money in half, basically. But what if like three or four guys touched it and it rolled around? You know what I mean? Like it was clean and it happened. And then I'm thinking, to add to this, how does the guy like like does he walk around, make sure it's like because he, he could have had a ball in his pocket too, right? He could have been like Roop. I mean, I think they were probably all marked, I'm assuming, because it's a big day, right? They probably had a serial number on these ones. That's why knowing. they had to 
instantly authenticated. And right, like, but how do you yeah. do that? You're like, well, they're also the whole time. all the balls. Every ball that was thrown to Judge after sixty, uh, once once he hit fifty nine, every ball thrown to them were different. They had different serial numbers on them, so they that knew they sm- that it was that it was the ball. I mean, he was going to have to show his ball the whole time, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, how do you like you go from getting into the parking lot? I mean, he probably got escorted out, right? Yeah, I'm like, security, yeah. absolutely. Because I'm like, if he's leaving, how does there no switcheroo happen where he's like, I'll sell you this for two million, but I'm, and he seems like a legit guy. Probably didn't have that intention, but I'm just saying hypothetically, we're in the we're in the memorabilia industry. A lot of things happen. Like, how do we prove that that ball that he caught was the same exact ball? Yeah. That Aaron Judge hit. I'm sure Fanatics was going like, hey, memorabilia is the thing because look at what's about to happen with Aaron Judge. And they're absolutely right. Like yeah. that's I think that's another thing that we I think getting caught up in the sports car world, we forget that the uh, maybe not forget, that's maybe not the right word, but sometimes we can take for granted that that stuff, like game use stuff like balls and bats and and footballs and gloves and jerseys like you know, that's the stuff that people like look at like, wow, that was actually worn in Joe Namath's final game or something yeah. like that. I think that's the stuff that to a more to again, to a mainstream audience really kind of is an eye popping like, wow, that's a that's a showstopper. But you know what? The, the hard part of memorabilia is I always go back to the fact that you have to have a place to show it off. Yep. Right. So it's a little bit less accessible for somebody that maybe like especially living out here. You live in a condo or something. You don't have a lot of wall space. You're, I mean, my wife would let me put any memorabilia up in my house. I'd have to have a special room for it. And, you know, so it's easier to show somebody a card and put away in a box than it is to hang up a jersey somewhere. Yep. Um, speaking of postseason, about to kick off. All the teams are decided. Uh, here's some players. Cody's got some players to watch and uh, keep an eye on their card market. Yeah, so postseason's here. The best. Uh, it's the best time of the year, as I always like to say. It's October it's the baseball. Most wonderful That's right. time. That's right. It's it really is. Uh, uh, and I think there's a few guys to keep an eye on this postseason. Uh, starting with uh, obviously, I think some of the obvious names. We'll get them out of the way. We already talked about him. Aaron Judge. Uh, I mean, his super. His. Uh, uh, Superfractor Bowman, uh, first Bowman Auto. Uh, I think at this point, uh, is it crazy to say? I don't know whatever that guy who owns it or the person who owns it decides to do with it, but to not sell it this offseason seems crazy to me because I think that's probably going to fetch at least a million dollars at this point. You would think, yeah, yeah. Oh. You would think that's yeah, that's that's that feels like a pretty easy choice. With no first point. Bowman on it though. No, screwed that one. Yeah, that's true. That that that's going to be uh, something to really go against it for a while. Uh, but uh, that's that's an obvious one. Everybody knows that Judge is is going to be a guy who sells. J- Julio Rodriguez, obviously, another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, but I want to highlight the I think the most underrated team for the hobby because I feel like most people are like, well, obviously the Rays are in it, Wander, the Mariners are in it, Julio, uh, even the Braves. Michael Harris has had an incredible year. But to me, I think the most interesting team, if you're looking for like an investment opportunity at at a good price that's not going to break the bank, is the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, the team that you probably which team? The Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, that team. (laughs) That team. Yes, they changed their name, and suddenly they're the best team in the American League Central. The team that Charlie Sheen played on. That's (laughs) well, you know, it went by a different name back in the day. But uh, yes, that's the team Uh, because this is the youngest team in baseball. I want to say they had the most rookies debut on this team. Uh, they bet on these young guys. They gave Jose Ramirez a big contract, and they won the division. Uh, and 
they had some of the best performing rookies all year long. Oscar Gonzalez batted 320 with a 354 on base percentage uh, in his last 30 games. Had a great season. I think he was like third among qualified rookies in OPS. He's 24 years old. Steven Kwan, pride of Los Gatos, pride of the South Ooh, Bay. That's right. Nice. That's our guy. I, we talked. I actually we talked did. about him beginning of the season. Yeah, we did. It was like, ah, Steven Kwan. He has like 10 hits in his last 11 at bats. Isn't this crazy? Apparently, he doesn't have a first Bowman though. No, he doesn't have a first Bowman. Mm, That's nope. the crazy I've thing. I've never. I don't ever recall hitting a first of Stephen Kwan anything. No. Well, and Oscar Gonzalez is one of those guys, you know, because it's been two years, almost three years since that product came out, where you're like, let me go back to my box. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I you, you opened it up, you're going for Dominguez, and uh, I believe, that, is that Bowman Chrome, though? Or is that Bowman... Uh, uh, for for Oscar Gonzalez, that is a uh, Bowman. That that's actually out of twenty twenty Bowman. So uh, right. So yeah, if, you're, you're you're going for Dominguez. I know they they say Chrome right. for both. That's a confusing thing. That's that's yeah, a whole as, other. As if we there weren't have. enough things to chase, yeah. enough players to chase in twenty twenty Bowman. Now add Oscar Gonzalez to the list. But if you are looking to prospect on him for or or get some stuff uh, at a low price, a lot of his first Bowman auto base uh, base autos at PSA tens are going for about the hundred to like one hundred seven. 75 range like it's not too bad for a guy who's again gonna be probably top five in rookie of the year voting is only 24 years old um other guys on that team i mentioned him Stephen kwan um uh, andres jimenez had a huge season for that team he was an all-star uh i want to mention also uh jose ramirez uh as a guy i think that is absolutely one of the most underrated dudes in the hobby let me just put this out there uh compared to since his first full season he compares really favorably to Nolan Arenado. Arenado sells pretty well in this hobby. He sells actually really, really well. Uh, he finally starting to sell well yes. after he got out of Colorado. That's what it was. Yeah, he got out of Colorado, and suddenly his cards just started spiking up. Uh, he's got more doubles than uh, Nolan Arenado since that first full season, which I believe was 20, uh, 2018. Um 154 stolen bases versus 17 for Arenado. I know that's not his game, but nonetheless, it's something to mention. Um, over 100 less strikeouts, more walks. He's got a better OPS+. Plus. Um, you want to compare his Super Fractor, his rookie Super Fractor, which finally sold this year uh, for about $20,000 uh, at the beginning of the season. That's only 5000 more than Arenado's orange first Bowman at BGS 9.510. So, I mean, literally the best. There's, I, I don't think there's Bowman autos of Jose Ramirez, which has kind of always held him back, yeah. I think, in, in, in the hobby. But I think he's, like, the track record to me speaks for itself. He is really good. He's the best player on that he's team. He's always a first-rounder in fantasy drafts the last always, couple years. Always, always. I mean, because that power-speed combination um, – Basically, yeah, you're getting like just a, a Nolan Arenado type player, but with a lot of speed, uh, and they're around the same age. So, like, if you're looking for an investment there, his stuff cheaper. If you're looking for a big superstar guy uh, compared to a guy like Nolan Arenado, even though they have pretty much the same, mostly the same skill set. I know Arenado is a literally all world defender, but just saying, just saying. Um, I also want to throw out uh, a guy that I think is going to actually be surprisingly uh, a bit of a bargain right now. I don't know. Bargain maybe with a lowercase b. But nonetheless, I think Wander Franco right now. Actually, if you want to get into Wander Franco, I don't know if there's ever been a better time yeah, to do it. You dip. That's uh, what he did. Exactly. He <laughs> dipped. He dipped big time. Um, the last I saw... His first Bowman PSA 10 base auto, PSA, uh, I already said that, PSA 10, uh, down from $4,271 back in April to most recently, as of last week, 
1290 dollars Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> but but wow he's batting since he came back from the IL, which he was on the injured list for about two and a half months. I think that's the big reason why it went down. And obviously, Julio Rodriguez gets called up, takes the baseball world by storm. You got other rookies as well. Yeah. But since he got called, since he got back off the injured list, he's batting 322. He's got an 853 OPS. Uh, I kind of think it's a good time to buy. Like, if you have the money to get in on Wander Franco and you were like, eh, I don't want to buy a $5,000 base Chrome Auto, uh, even though it is Wander Franco, uh, to me, that's a great opportunity to get in on him for a guy who is still really young. He's going to be in Tampa for a long, long time. Um, you know, I, I think I said at the beginning of the year, uh, in a video on the beginning of the year, that when he finally has a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, he's just he's a good player on Tampa Bay. Things are going to level off. It finally happened. And then some uh, I think we've even gone a little lower than I had anticipated initially. Wonder to me, Big like drop. if he has a, if, Yeah, if he's got a good if he's got a solid postseason here. I think it's actually a really good time to buy in on him. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's and then yeah, like I said, there's the obvious guys as well. One more guy I want to I want to throw out there um, is Julio Rodriguez versus Michael Harris. Michael Harris, pretty big name now already among collectors, among prospectors. Had a great rookie season for the Atlanta Braves. Probably your National League Rookie of the Year. Second among all MLB rookies in OPS. Second only to Julio Rodriguez. Uh, everyone made a huge deal. Julio, 20 homers, 20 stolen bases. Only like three or four rookies have ever done that. Well, Michael Harris hit 19 home runs and got 20 stolen bases and did it by and only got called up i think in uh, the end of june mid-june and he still did that uh really good player for the atlanta braves they locked him up to a long-term extension much like julio rodriguez obviously not as huge a contract because that was just an insane contract yeah. um but just a comparison and i'll show it here uh on the screen is his michael harris First Bowman Chrome PSA 10 Auto sold recently for $676. The same exact card, or almost the same exact card, a BGS 9.5 for Julio, sold for $2,025. So again, I know Julio's the guy. I like Julio. If you had to ask me which guy would I rather have, it's Julio. But I think Michael Harris, again, another guy where, yeah, it's a little out of the price range, but if you are that type of person who's like, I want to get a Julio Rodriguez card, maybe take a step back. And say maybe Michael Harris is a better investment, especially because the Braves are probably going to go deeper in this postseason mm -hmm. than the Seattle Mariners are going to. So those are my guys. Those are a few guys. There's some other obvious guys as well. Vlad Guerrero is in the playoffs again. Uh, I think that's an interesting thing to keep an quietly, eye on. Right? Yeah, sort of quietly. Yeah, you got it. So it's. I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'll say this: I'm rooting for the Mariners. That's the team I'm pulling for this 100%. postseason. Uh, go M's, go J Rod. They've always been my second favorite team for since I was a kid. Ken Griffey, then Ichiro, and J Rod is electric. So everybody but the Yankees and Dodgers, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I'd Dang, say, and obviously I was going to say I only like the Yankees and Dodgers besides <laughs> Oakland, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the Braves too. They won it last year. Any team that's like won it recently, right? Too. Yeah, it's just you know, Rays would be fun to watch. I, I was going to mention, you know, how many headlines are going to have Wander? You could use the Oasis <coughs> Wander Wall. You could say Do Wander, you wander yeah. Stevie Wander. I mean, yeah, yeah, so many play on words. These these sensational journalism can happen, you know, with with Wander. Yeah, that's right. 
time for another episode of the Mojo Break Blitz. It's week five, guys. Uh, some rookie quarterbacks finally showing up for the 2022 season. And uh, could it be the hobby savior? I'm going to play a little guess that price impromptu with C-Rad here. Aww. So we're going to talk XRCs. Select XRCs. Right? Okay. So the year before they were rookie, technically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see what you kind of can guess with three really standout guys. Uh, Lamar Jackson. And we're talking just the base XRCs, which yeah. have that refractor look to them. Okay. But uh, base XRC, PSA 10s. We've got three guys we're going to talk about. Okay. What do you think Lamar recently sold for? XRC, let's go PSA 10. I'll say 3K. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. PSA 10 XRC. I'll, I'm at 18, 1800 on that one. Okay. And Mr. Kenny Cody. Pickett. Pickett, let's say 2000. Okay. Well, that's you were kind of close. You were way off on Lamar. Lamar's recently sold for 1300. Oh, he's the lowest. He's the lowest. Jeez. Wow. Joe Joe Burrow at 1590. He's having a hell of a season. And Kenny Pickett at 1525. So, Kenny Pickett select XRC outselling a guy that's won an MVP who's off to a great start this season. Uh, that just uh, goes to show you, we say this on the show all the time, is it's very hard to outsell your rookie card prices. Exa- yep. Your your rookie year, I should 100%. say. 100%. And, and, and the I'm, year you're a rookie. And I'm guessing th- this had to be before Sunday, though. I, I don't know, actually. Courtesy of Slab Stocks, which is a great follow on Instagram. They did this uh, little little thing, and I it was actually the, today, and I saw it. I'm like, man, we got to talk about this. On the I'm going to throw something astounding. out, though, that I almost feel like, yes, I know he threw a, a lot of picks, but there were at least two of those that were, what, how many did he throw all together? Three? Three? Two of those were not his fault. Uh, and I and I would argue he looked miles better than Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, didn't yeah. take much. No, yeah, I, 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 the stat line to me kind of lies a little bit. With, well, with I, I will say, and I will add to that that I give him leeway because it, it, he's a rookie at yeah. the end of the day. Got thrown and his- all those rookie quarterbacks from last year were looking terrible throughout the most of the season as well. Yeah, throwing hella picks, mm-hmm. just like Aaron passes, bad decisions. Yep. You know what I mean? Like not also getting a lot of sacked a lot because their lines weren't great. So. I, I give him I give him some slack, but you know I, I run that run that option back right now for five days ending. I think it was gonna go lower than fifteen twenty five. I don't know. He, I mean, he had. I mean, Steeler fans are like they're ready for the new era of him. Um, you know, you went from Ben Roethlisberger, who was future Hall of Famer, way better than Russell Wilson, by the way, and mm. now you've got you went to Trubisky, which was you know just probably a stopgap, and now you got the guy in there and you want to see what he has. So I think it's definitely a lot of hype. You know, no no pun intended there. On uh, Mr. Pickett, and and I'm happy for cards. 2022 gives us something to chase. We'll see what he does this week, uh, but it's uh, that numbers out is, uh, is crazy. I would have probably thought a thousand on his card, maybe. I, I didn't that. think it would be that close to Burrow, and no way I thought he would be more than Lamar. And that your your pick was the same. Yeah, no way I thought he was gonna be more than Lamar. Obviously, I did think he would could be higher than Burrow because you know Burrow to start the season has been has uh, dipped a little bit. But I, I would I just I just picked up more I, I said two thousand for him because I was like he's gotta I felt like he would sell for a little bit more than Burrow, but I mean they're pretty close, so I think it's also like the right guy in the right place at the right time for yep. for Kenny Pickett. Like a Pittsburgh a guy from Pitt 
taking the reins the moment that Ben Roethlisberger calls it a career and becomes the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, and I think Steelers are one of those teams that they are just like a nation. Like they have fans everywhere across the nation and collectors. I think they do pretty well. Like they, you know, so I, I think that Kenny Pickett, it doesn't shock me a ton. Maybe not this high, but I kind of had a feeling the moment he was going to get in, no matter what happened, his stuff was going to go up and like he was going to be the one guy who was going to be on the level of these recent uh, QBs. Now, I mean, if you look over the last like 10 years of, you know, rookie quarterbacks, how many guys have actually exceeded their rookie year pricing? There's only one, right? Maybe Patrick. Patrick. Probably it. So, I mean, the last 10 years, though, um, does Russ fit into that 10-year window I, I, or no? I, I, I think he right sold higher. I mean, 2012 is way in the way back machine. Right. So maybe maybe he didn't because it wasn't a lot of, as many people collecting. That would be the only other guy. Maybe Josh Allen? Allen. Allen. I think Allen. Sure. Allen has gone up. Allen, yeah. He's selling for way more than he did his rookie season. But am I wrong to say that Burrow and Herbert sold for more than after their rookie season? We'd have to look at the numbers. I, I, a lot of their biggest rookie cards have been selling within the last year. So yeah. it's kind of hard to say. I my guess gut, it, it, it is, is card more. specific, but like probably something like this. Like if we're just talking about an XRC, then you're you're right. Or like a prism, like something that's like a prism silver, something that's not numbered and not as rare, right? Yeah. So it seems like the hobby has almost shifted to the high dollar cards being the the rare. Whether you're only going to have it, you know. Um, but it's 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 pretty crazy to think about that. You're like ten percent of the guys that get drafted go up. Yep. So you're just almost like, you know, and, and people collect and they don't sell. And that's 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 awesome. That money doesn't matter at that point. But if you are collecting to flip or sell, there's almost no reason to hold like Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence beyond their rookie year. It's almost already too late. So it's already too late. Or I at mean, least like sell right before the next. I mean, look at the Mac. Look at Mac Jones. There's no way he could be selling more than you was have. Last you have to like really be confident that those guys because, yeah, I think Burrow and Herbert are an exception where one guy. Uh, Herbert got better in year two, and Burrow went to the Super Bowl in year two. Both of them got exceptionally better, and I think yeah, <clears> the big sales have been since year two. Yeah, uh, but they but again, to you have to be so confident. They're they're probably the exception. Yeah, to the rule. yeah, um, you have to be incredibly confident that those guys because like Kyler's right. gone down. I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, I was gonna say, um, yeah. Just take an example of um, we had a bunch of quarterback rookies in 2018, obviously, too, with Lamar and Josh. The people that were bidding on Josh Allen because he was expensive in 2018, but not like – He wasn't he Baker. Was, he wasn't the most. No, it was Baker. He was nowhere near the, the highest – I remember like people were collecting him at a reasonably uh, – at reasonable prices, all his stuff, all year yeah. long. So if those those guys that were into Allen 18, they – that has paid off big for them. Yeah. Yep. Right? So like you said, you have to uh, – you got to be really confident in your guy. And those guys that were collecting Allen in 18, they were confident in him, and, and it paid off for them. Remember how bad Josh Allen used to look, by the way? That's like anytime anyone's like, oh, yeah, no, Buffalo's, this QB. Yeah, Buffalo's pretty. That that yeah. playoff game against Houston, the first time the Buffalo went back to the playoffs, I was like, why? Like, what are they doing? What what are we doing here with Josh Allen? Like, <laughs> they, they can't really think this guy's the future. He looked so bad in he that did. game and it's uh, it's nine day now if i recall he was he wasn't one of the guys we interviewed right and that for that uh draft no it was darnold yeah yeah yeah. because they kind of split up the top guys i remember josh allen was right in front of me when i was entering i think darnold we were opening up packs and then i opened up a pack and it had a josh allen auto i was like josh allen and he looks back like why'd you just call me bro i was like oh no i just hit your car dude oh that's cool <laughs> that's awesome that's a good moment <laughs> 
Now, I know you got your slide here with the week four stars, and there's some, actually some interesting characters, guys, that are probably not really collected as much as we guys we just talked about. You know, you had TJ Hawkinson with, I think, the biggest lion tight end game of all time. That's right. Yard-wise. Not, not that I know anything about it, you know, you know for fantasy-wise, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Cody whooped me. I mean, it wasn't even close. I like being beat that bad because then there's not, like, you know, if I got a guy playing Sunday night, it doesn't matter. I don't have to watch. I yep. don't have to pay attention. And there's almost no pressure at that point. Yeah. Uh, 40- there was a hundred point i think it was a hundred point victory 40 point day for mr tj hawkinson gonna count on that for the rest of the season that's for sure yep that's gonna happen every single week but you know what else on the flip side of things dan how about dan played me in the other league and what'd you do dan i left him on the bench (laughs) i left hawkinson on the bench and i started kyle pitts because he's clearly the better tight end but i don't know football that's why i'm a niner fan now yeah kyle pitts has been boy you i mean kyle pitts one of the rare tight ends that i think the hobby was starting to not not like investing like crazy but enough there are people talented very talented and he has just not shown up hey you know tj's not gonna do that every week do you want to trade i have kyle pitts (laughs) i'm good i'll trade you i think i'm good you know why i'm good because i'm at the point where i'm like jared goff is not the problem in detroit jared goff has looked good in Detroit. He's got weapons around him, yes. That's what I've been telling you guys. He's got weapons around him to the point where I'm like... Uh, uh, Clearly I, I, better than Stafford. I feel, like, I feel like I have to do this because Dan's not here. Jared Goff, strong buy right now. <laughs> Solid buy on Jared Goff right now. I didn't watch the New York game, but w- did they run out of quarterbacks and they had uh, Saquon taking Wildcat snaps at the end of the game, I heard? I think they did. Dude, Saquon is having like a bit of a renaissance year right now. Is he? What's his contract? 2018 rookie as well. He is. Yeah, that's right. 2018 rookie. What's his contract? Is he expiring at the end of the year? Cause well, I, he would have already. Right. He, it would have been a four-year. I think year. they did like a – Because that's yeah. why Lamar's re-signing. That Josh Allen just got the big contract. Right? Okay, so um, this is it. So this is like Maybe a there's a fifth-year option is what it was. That's what it was. I think they turned it down. Or maybe they accepted it. I, don't know, I can't remember. They might have with his injury history. I'm sure they accepted it. And now he's – got to have a contract next big year, make so. or break year for saquon barkley i was looking recently at his cards uh someone clearly believed in him so much after that week one uh on uh september 11 his uh rated rookie gold vinyl one of one bgs 9.5 sold for about 30 for about four thousand dollars um which for running backs that's a you know that's yeah a but number. to be clear that probably sold for like 20 grand on, that's in, true in 18 because he true. was the guy i mean he i mean he i mean baker was probably selling higher than him but he was I remember you could probably listen to a hype from that year, and it was like we couldn't. We were laughing at his prices because they yeah. were insane. Yeah, like insane for a running back. Like you don't invest in running backs. What's these prices? Uh, BGS nine point five kaboom from his rookie year uh, sold for two thousand thirty five on actually just yesterday. Wow. So it's bouncing back, but you're right. Like to the point. Like if you invested that heavily in him, you are not making your money back. But like if you spe- bought him sort of a speculative buy last year when he was hurt uh, for or, probably the floor. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it was the Rashad Penny show for Gino. I know he's been playing uh, better than most expected. Um, I think the buy here, I mean, I think Tyreek would be my buy. I, out of all four of these guys on here, I think Tyreek, I mean, he's he's got, like, appeal, right? Um, he's got, like, flashiness. He's got, like, like, TJ Hawkinson doesn't have a lot of flash. I mean, I love George Kittle, kind of the same boat. Obviously, TJ Hawkinson's not. An incredible, an incredible one game performance. That's yeah, incredible one game performance. But Saquon, even if Saquon got flash, he got style. That's true. Out of these two guys, I think those are the two guys to pay attention. I think Geno Smith, 2013 rookie class, is so far away. It's just, yeah. you know. It's you, just not. Anyone want to take a Let's do a little impromptu guess that price with you guys right now. Uh, this on October 3rd, 
He's numbered to 49, BGS 9.5, uh, NTRPA sold. How much do you think it sold for? Um, On the day that he beat the Lions and had a huge day. $700. $1,500. $1,900. Jesus. Someone I paid. I win. Someone. I'm still the king of uh, guess that price. In the year 2022, <laughs> somebody paid nearly $2,000 for a Geno Smith good, RPA. Good we all got duped. Oh, Gino. We all got duped. It's not Russell Wilson. It's Geno Smith. You like Tariq even with the like the whole quarterback controversy over there? The guy's just man. so fast, man. He's that incredibly just, fast. Will Teddy B find him? Teddy B looks really good. He I mean, not, right. not too bad. Yeah, he did. But look man, I, but now he's got a full week of knowing he's going to be the starter. I think he's he's a top tier backup in the league. Him and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty backups. good backup. He is a good backup. I just I, my heart hurts for Tua, man. Like yeah, finally, it seemed like it was happening. The doctor got fired. Sounds like uh, so just a bad. That's like when Brian man. Hoyer. Like, I mean, I don't know how extent of Brian Hoyer's injury, but I'm sure it was like when he went down. They're like, out of the game, Matt. No question. It's uh, you know, we don't want this. Uh, it's yeah, too you fresh. know, you know, every team was on edge this this week. If there was like just a glimmer of a concussion, it yeah. was you're out for the game. You you're hate, out for the year. You hate to be that conspiracy theorist, but yeah, like my initial like, and again, the NFL hasn't built enough trust with this type of stuff with concussions and all that. That I can full on accept, like, oh yeah, they did everything in their power to make sure Tua was okay. Like, no, there's still a part of me. It's like, mm, was there someone who was like the old rub some dirt on it and get back out there, and then look what happened on Thursday night? So I don't know. It's I was trying to like give everyone a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but then you saw what happened, and then you heard the thing about the doctor, and you're like, well, then clearly we just all threw it in the garbage because I also think there's enough time that's been separated from us about like when we all were really thinking about concussions where the NFL's done a good job of like we're doing everything right now to the point where I think we all kind of were like okay there probably are I trust them yeah. and now we're all back again like oh wait a minute this is it is especially when it's a guy like to his size getting knocked down by guys who are way bigger than yeah, these guys are getting bigger every year i mean yeah. it's it's a it's a collision course what about our picks this week what what player what card should somebody look at a little bit more uh based on this week's matchups hmm. i ba got one bailey zappy you going with bailey zappy bailey zappy i don't know i just, I just the, like he, saying his name he is the record breaker he broke joe burrow's record or something in college so really yeah i don't know exactly what record it was so don't quote me on that but there was something <laughs> he broke you know a record. i don't know if it was like a case keenum where he'd been there for seven years or something but like he definitely like <laughs> broke a record who so. was the guy who was the guy who was at oklahoma state who he was like he got drafted and he was like 31 years old already i i've been over it was case keenum was it Keenum? It might have been. No, was, um, no I don't what think was his name? Was it a W? Was it a w? Oh, Brandon Whedon? It was Whedon. Yeah, yeah but he, he tried baseball first. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back to college. Brandon Whedon, yeah, and Whedon. then I think he actually got drafted. And he was like 28 years old. Because Brandon okay. Whedon was on the Yankees. I think he got drafted yes. out of high school. Yes. Didn't work out. He was like, I'm going to be back doing quarterback things. And then gets drafted by the Browns. And you, yeah. know, you know how that story ends when you get drafted by the Browns. <laughs> yeah, doesn't so, end well. No. Probably should have stayed on the – probably should have done a reverse Elway and just stayed on the Yankees yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with uh, – you know, I'm going to double down on the London game. And uh, we got another one, another 6.30 a.m. We got another 17 hours of football. Uh, I'm going with Romeo Dobbs. Um, I think that's uh, that's, the, that's the that's the London. Yeah, they're, Green Bay's uh, the home team. There, obviously, they're not the home team. They're not not in Lambeau, but uh, I feel like the Rodgers is starting to click. He's past his preseason, and I think that uh, having Lazard, having a few guys, there hasn't really been much of a connection. And I think Dobbs is going to be that guy. Um, one, I do think that Aaron Rodgers in London is going to thrash the Giants. I do think that. 
Uh, two, I have both those guys on my fantasy team. Not Rodgers, but Dobbs and uh, Lazard. And I will say that they've been flip-flopping in terms of who um, Aaron Rodgers has been throwing to. This past weekend, it was actually Lazard. Although Dobbs did finally catch up uh, to the amount of receptions as uh, Lazard this past weekend. But it was slow for um, Dobbs at first because Lazard's been injured the first few weeks, right? So so I, it, it's gonna it's really like a toss-up. I think Do- they I could think, possibly both have really good I think Rodgers is almost a must-start in like a daily, but I'm not going to tell you to buy his cards because they're expensive. But yeah. I think he's going to throw four to five touchdowns. It seems like, you know, they, they want this, whether it's just the magic in the air, but like when they go overseas and they, you know, these, these fans are just happy to be there. So the stars seem to perform. We've yeah. seen it with Justin yeah. Jefferson last week, who had a dismal two weeks before. Yeah. And now you've got Aaron Rodgers going over, going to play overseas, and I think he's going to light it up. Yep. And uh, there's going to be some guys that benefit from. I don't I don't like the NFL would hate for the these teams to go to London and have a game like the a Niners dead. and the yeah. and the, the Broncos had on Sunday night two weeks ago, right? That would just be like <laughs> London would be like, Okay, why do we even cut let's where's soccer at bro? I was gonna say, yeah, if they really <laughs> wanted to watch a low scoring game on the pitch, they'd be watching some man U. <laughs> some man U football. Yeah, exactly. Bloody hell, what Dan, is well, this? We gotta, go to, we gotta go to Dan's pick. Dan, right, Dan. Who, who's your pick for this week? Well, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to have a great game against <laughs> Carolina because the Niners are my team now. Brandon Ayuk is going to benefit from Debo being double coveraged and uh, Brandon Ayuk. All right. Uh, not bad, Dan. Not I, bad. I respect, I respect you for that one. Not bad. All right. My pick. All right. You know, I've been pretty hot these last two picks. These last two weeks, I've, my picks have been pretty good. Pretty standard picks. I'm going to go with the off-the-wall one this time. Bye now. Darren Waller. Derek Carr. <laughs> he's about to throw for four to five touchdowns against the Chiefs in prime the time. Chiefs? Um, that's my pick. Lock it in. Hey, if you guys were on my stream buying into breaks with me this past weekend, I told you guys the lock of the century. Put your house on it. The Raiders are going to beat the Broncos. And what did they do? They, they beat the Broncos. Well, we could have cut- guessed that. The way the Broncos looked the first four weeks. Hey. Three weeks. The Niners. Hey, nobody. Hey. I was uh, people were saying Are you oh, crazy? Niners, you crazy? Niners. See red on no, on the stream? No, uh, I Cody, was. What do you got? I was half joking about Bailey Zappi, but now I'm actually thinking about him. Like, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna pick Bailey Zappi. Who are they? Go? Who do they got? They oh, got, they got the, the Lions. Lions. Oh, they yeah. They got the Detroit Lions. He's gonna air it out. Like, there's nothing to, to lose. Kendrick Bourne. I don't know. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Who cares? Great player. Who's gonna air it Hunter out? Hunter Henry. Him? Hunter yeah. Henry's still there. Yep. Hunter Henry. Ramondre Stevenson Kendrick is Bourne. gonna run out the backfield. Ramondre Stevenson. Bailey Zappy. Zap zap. Get ready for it. Oh nice. Feel the zap. All right. My pick is good old DC. I think it's that I like time. The, I like their car. He will beat not only beat the Chiefs and cement the Raiders as a top team in the AFC West again, but it'll start that trend again where we're gonna buy DC up. And uh, you want to make a bet? I think they're gonna lose by twenty-one points. Twenty. Chiefs, I'll, yeah. I'll take that bet. Not, not, I'm not giving you that spread. But I'm saying the Chiefs are gonna win there at home. Oh no! You gotta give me the twenty-one points. You just said they're <laughs> gonna win by twenty. I'll give you the points. actual line. It's probably like seven. What is the actual line? Give I me don't the know. line. Let's see. I'll take the line. By the way, I bail- not, not only do I do think they're gonna like cover the line, they're gonna win the game. Somebody, there is already reaction to Bailey Zappi uh, starting for the Patriots. A one of one gold standard, uh, a, uh, a tag, a prime tag RPA uh, has sold uh, on October fourth. Any guesses? Two thousand. Two. A uh, thousand. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Oh. Nine ninety nine. All right, so we're tied. <laughs> and look, those records are reversed, but uh, 
Check out MojoBreak.com for more upcoming breaks of football. And you got Kenny Pickett, you got Bailey Zappi, you got Romeo Dude, Dobbs, Dobbs. So there's three guys we just talked about. They're going to be uh, in the in, in the in the newest oh, 2022 man. sets. It's looking up, guys. Uh, also, MojoBreakShop.com. There's a uh, tw- actually I just lowered the price of 2022 Mosaic Draft Picks. So that's another set you can chase those guys in. Nova- no Mosaic Draft Picks Collegiate. I think it's just barely over two hundred dollars, and you got two autos. So pretty good deal. Uh, And we'll catch you guys on next week's Hype. Peace out.